0: From Hollywood to you.
1: Thank you for listening to us, Ryan Seacrest.
0: Seacrest. On air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest.
1: What are you going to be for Halloween, Tanya?
2: I am going to be Courtney Kardashian. That's so good.
1: Wow. Well, good morning, guys. Welcome to your Wednesday. Good morning. Are, good morning. I'm doing a lot of different costumes. You've seen some of them.
2: Yes, we have.
1: I don't want to give too much away, but um, Kelly and I, Ripa and I, are doing that special that we do every year where we're a lot of different characters. And there's a lot of costumes and a lot of, really a lot of acting for me.
2: Do you get to keep any of those?
1: I don't really want to keep any of them.
2: Well, no, like you do it for work. It would be nice if you could like take one home and actually wear it on Halloween. Oh,
1: well, I was going to, the one I showed you of me dancing in the window, I was going to be that for this year's Halloween.
2: Ah, okay, okay.
1: Because you said that you liked my legs in that one.
2: Legs look very, very nice in that outfit.
1: So had you not have said that, I wasn't even thinking about it, but then you said that and I thought, oh, that's marketable.
2: Yeah, if you're going on the parow or owl on Halloween, that's a good costume.
1: Well, I'm not even going out, but I'm just going to wear it around. (laughs) Around, I don't think around
2: the around the pad, pad.
1: (laughs) right around the pad. Um, I did want to tell
2: you something though. I owe you an apology. What is it? For something that I used to criticize you over for many years. Okay. And I actually tried them on. And I'm now a fan.
1: Squid Game shoes?
2: No, no. Are those Crocs. the Vans, the white Vans?
1: These are white Allbirds.
2: Crocs. Crocs.
1: Yeah, because they're back and they're cool again. <laughs> Telling you. It's so trendy. It's. I mean, they never I went out on my, at my foot, feet.
2: I put one on my foot and I am never looking back. I'm okay, looking. But wait, forget like that. How they get back
1: into your life?
2: They were never in my life. I used to judge you, e. and everybody in, your life? in them.
1: How they come in?
2: One of my girlfriends who wears them all the time bought me a pair, and
1: does Socrates or on? Robbie? Was he wear them?
2: No, he <laughs> hates them.
1: They are easy, easy. as yes, you for, gosh, for twenty years, you've ripped open that scar about my Crocs.
2: I know, and that's how Robbie is to me. But I, I now I'm saying, if I can get <sighs> his foot into yes. one of those, he'll be a changed mm-hmm. man.
1: Well, thank you. I accept your apology. And we'll enjoy our Crocs together. Jessica is on the line. So much talk about the supply chain. You know, you can't get anything. And there's a real ripple effect to it. I'm fascinated by what's happening and how long it's going to catch up. And how it's impacting drivers, too, the drivers there. Uh, Jessica, you're a port driver?
3: Yes, I am. I am actually a truck driver.
1: A truck driver. Uh, I work for
3: the port.
1: And tell me, how is what we're seeing on the news and what we're living through in terms of all of the backlogging of supplies and containers and delivery? How is that impacting you in your role?
3: So um, it affects us a lot, us drivers a lot, because we pretty much need loads during the week and we don't get any loads from our company because the poor is behind on a lot of things. They don't right. have enough chassis. For us drivers, um, they don't have enough. Every time I call, pretty much in the morning, they they basically say, oh, certain chassis, certain containers. So that makes it, you know, that makes us delayed big time because then we can't take no loads inside of empties inside the port. And then there's not enough chassis. So they always say, oh, it's a driver shortage. It's definitely not. There is tons of us drivers. We're just pretty much waiting on work. I um, mean, and it's pretty much in the port. Every time I go inside the port and I have a load, sometimes I'm there for four hours inside because the, the management inside of the port is it's no one's taking control in there. It's um, the crane operator, you know, that give us our containers, they take so much time, like hours, just for us to get our loads out because nobody is there to, you know, to monitor them and yeah, that delays those drivers a lot and a lot of people keep saying, "Oh, it's, you know, truckers." No, they they're not in no need of truckers cuz we're here, we just need the work, you know, and, and it's hard. You know, and and I heard so, your segment last week. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I I'm, I'm just what do you what can you do?
3: Well, on our part it's uh we can't do anything because we're waiting for the port. I guess they do updates. I don't know. I I honestly, Ryan, because you know, you I think this could go around a lot if it would help out if somebody takes control in inside the port. Um, you know, I don't wanna be rude and say there's lazy workers in there but there really is. There's too much time like they they do whatever they want inside the port and it sucks because we're there trying to be in and out trying to get our loads and these lines are insane inside i'm always giving daily updates um they call me trucker girl jess i always do daily updates when i go into the port i actually record inside and record the huge lines the time that i'm in there you know, it's it's insane and it sucks for all of us drivers and it's going to suck for all these people that are waiting for things because, you know, there's no work for us because of inside the port, it's not being handled correctly inside.
1: I, I'm. I just. It's so frustrating. I know for you and so many other people that are in your position, and all along the line, you know, as it affects so many different components. Uh, well, keep a uh, truck driver Jess. Keep us posted if there's anything you want to get on the air about. You, you let us know, okay?
3: Yeah, please. It's trucker girl Jess trucker on Instagram, Jess. and also, could I give a shout out really quick to my family?
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
3: Okay, I want to give a shout-out to my kids, Alex and Isaiah. I love you guys so much. It's because of them that I became a truck driver. And to my fiancé, Tony, I love you guys so much. Uh, to the Bernabe family, to the Wilson Hound boys, to my mother-in-law, Elaine. She loves you, Ryan. And we love you. I love you. I listen to you guys all the time. And, and yeah, it's very frustrating. when all these truck drivers want everyone to know that it's not a driver's shortage it's inside the port that we're low on chassis We're the workers inside are working pretty slow they're taking their sweet time like you know i hope this goes out to everyone just stay blessed drivers for sure
1: hmm. well thank you for your perspective hi to your mother-in-law and thank you just for listening to us you take good care right hope better times are coming
3: Thank you so much thank you guys right. so much i love you guys take care
1: okay. <laughs> love love you too. Bye. Bye. Trucker Girl Jess on IG. That's her name. Trucker Girl Jess on Instagram. All right. Yeah, there's just so much to the story there, isn't there? And a quote of the day. Because we are those cheesy people that love quotes. We are. I am. I like them. Some of them are good. I love some them. Of them. Some of them are better than others. But if you really want to set the mood, they're saying these are the three scariest movies of all time for Halloween. The Exorcist from 1973 The Exorcist. Y'all see that?
2: I don't think I've seen that one.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want to give it away.
2: Well, I think (laughs) I know (laughs) what happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hereditary. That's Tony Collette, a grieving family's haunted by tragedy and a disturbing occurrence or two. 2018, hereditary. Wow. Wow. And (laughs) And The Conjuring conjuring 2013 paranormal i don't want to give it away but paranormal investigators worked up a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse i don't need to see these movies
2: i've never seen any of those
1: i for halloween prefer to watch a ghostbuster type movie yes right like not scary scary but funny campy
2: yeah like yeah, hocus campy. pocus
1: yeah i'm more campy than i am scary Me too. Shocker. today's quote <laughs> Don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from.
0: On air with Ryan
1: Seacrest. Tanya in for Sissini.
2: The U.S. moved a step closer to expanding COVID-19 vaccinations for millions more children as government advisors endorsed Pfizer shots for 5 to 11-year-olds. An FDA advisory panel voted unanimously that the vaccine's benefits in preventing COVID-19 and the age group outweigh any potential risks. Shots could begin in early November. Mayor Garcetti announced the launch of a grant program that will provide $5,000 grants to 5,000 small Los Angeles businesses. The city is using funds from the American Rescue Plan Act to provide $25 million worth of grants to small businesses in need of financial help due to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. And the largest guaranteed basic income pilot program in the country was approved by the L.A. City Council yesterday. The Big Leap program will give $1,000 in direct cash payments to families each month for 12 months. The no-strings-attached payments will be given to families who were impacted by the pandemic and are living in poverty.
1: On air with Ryan Seacrest. Well, well, well. I mean, just, I mean, so much going on. The sold-out Jingle Ball tickets, that's on the way. Stand by at 735 and also Dua Lipa. Go see her show, too. That's going to be at the Forum in March. Hey, Erica, who's um, just to give you the background, she was living at her parents' house, working on the <laughs> show years and years. Talks to you on the phone. before. Matter of fact, you talked to the TikToker on the phone <laughs> yeah. before she came on, and I saw you TikTok respond to her TikTok. Oh, my gosh. You saw that. I saw you were having some wine, and you <laughs> were listening to her, at least.
4: Yeah, that's right. I was having wine because. So was did she? I, I follow
1: Elise now on TikTok. Did she get it right? That she was she confused about coming into the show when she came in.
4: Uh, she wasn't sure what she was hearing, but it was. She was, was hearing drugs. the show. Yeah, and she didn't quite realize she was hearing the show. So then she thought you guys were talking to her. You know, but she was nice about it. It was fine. No, she's hilarious. Hysterical.
1: Yeah, her timing's great. Yeah, her timing's great. She's very. So I started following her after. After you clapped back her <laughs> okay. clap, I started <laughs> clapping.
4: It's not a clap back because it was a nice response. It's a clap back if you're mad.
1: Oh, oh, it's no, there's no good clap back clap, it's oh. only back clap.
4: It's more of just like uh, a hello.
1: I'm good clap back clap. I don't know. I thought it was
4: Yeah.
1: I thought clap was could go either way. I thought it could go both ways the clap.
2: No, clap back is like negative.
1: What's a good clap then? <laughs>
2: uh comment response.
4: No, yeah, but I need to catch your board. Like, clap is yeah, catchy. You're right. teeth. We should
2: make up one.
4: It could be like, mm. s- no, snap is bad.
1: Don't. Why can't you go good clap, bad clap?
2: <sighs> it's like, not a thing. It's
1: like, good clap, bad clap.
2: <laughs> not a thing.
1: Well, it needs to start being a thing. Get with okay. Elise on TikTok and start a good clap. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So, Erica, now the, the reason you're here, uh, they just told me you've been to seven weddings this year.
4: <laughs> yeah. People are calling me like the real life 27 dresses. Is that? Just, I didn't so, hate
1: that movie. Yeah, is no, that just, just because everyone was backlogged?
4: I think it's a little bit backlogged, and also my age. I'm 28, so like everyone in my oh, life right. is getting married. Yeah, right. so I'm a professional wedding guest now.
1: Yeah, like everyone in my life's getting married again.
5: Mm. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so you have. Some advice, though, for the, since you've been to so many, yes. you have some real advice. Is this for people who are getting married or going to the wedding?
4: This is for the people getting married to assure it's great for also your guests. Okay. Okay. Go for it. The first one is make sure that your guests who are going to dance are sitting closest to the dance floor. Because I was at a wedding where, like, the older crowd was closest to the dance floor, and all of us who were just, like, getting down on that dance floor felt like we were being watched official oh,
1: they're, s- they're staring at you.
4: Yeah, it kind of threw off the vibes a little bit, but we made it work. It was totally fine.
1: So, seating, okay.
4: So seating, you know, your younger guests closer to the dance floor. Okay. The other thing is make sure your bridal party knows when you're doing things like the cake cutting and the bouquet toss. I can't tell you how many bridesmaids have missed the bouquet toss because we are drinking. Right.
1: <laughs> Oh, really? So is there no announcement? There's, how do you do Sometimes that? Sometimes
4: there's an announcement and you're outside in the photo booth, and I'm not saying I've done that, but right, I right have.
1: Right, <laughs> yes. right. So there
4: needs to be communication. cake cutting wasn't cool anymore. You thought what wasn't cool anymore? Cake cutting. Everybody told me that
2: like the cake cutting isn't
4: a thing anymore. Uh, they've done it at all the weddings I've been to, but it's it's less of a like spectacle. And right, right. who's
1: everybody? Like Everybody's uh, saying uh, it. Everybody. Uh, Everybody? Who's everybody? One person? All the
2: wedding planners that I talked to. Ooh.
4: My friends aren't listening to everybody, I guess. Why are
1: you interviewing wedding planners, <laughs> Tanya?
2: I'm just curious because I noticed the weddings that I was, but this was pre-COVID, so maybe they're back after COVID. Are you COVID.
1: interviewing wedding planners?
2: <laughs> I'm asking wedding planners when I see them at these events, like why is there When you say a events, do you mean
1: the interview?
2: <laughs> wedding. Dude, Patty, she just
5: let
1: it slip. She's looking for a wedding planner.
2: No, I'm not She just said a meeting for... with
1: wedding planners.
2: I didn't say I'm meeting with them. I say when I meet them at the when, wedding, when I always asking them. questions.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah. Every uh-huh. time Tanya
2: meets a wedding planner, she yeah. pulls out her notebook.
7: Should yeah, I dust off my ring bearer tux? Do
1: you need me to get ready? I'm ready for ring bearing.
2: Oh, wow.
4: That would be that would be a All spectacle.
1: Right. Erica, what's the third piece of advice for those <laughs> having weddings?
4: The last piece, like if Tanya, you want to keep this in mind, um, it's just think about the lighting. I had friends who did their first dance and it was like every light in the barn was on and they were like, it was so awkward that we didn't turn the lights down for the mm. dancing. The first dance, they felt like they had like a s- weird floodlights on them. So just think about your lighting during your reception
1: these are things that would never cross my mind matter of fact that's why i'm here just hearing those things i'm calling off my wedding i'm not you did that a long time ago Uh, well i didn't do it because i didn't set it but i still (laughs) am convinced that weddings are too much drama that you don't need when you're just starting a relationship case in point right there those three things yeah all right Tarika. when's the next wedding
4: uh my next wedding i actually am off until
1: next spring
4: so i'll take a breather thank you all right
1: bye (laughs) Let's bring in uh, Michael. It's hands full with Michael. A segment where weekly we go live to Michael and Sissany's home where there is a home studio. And Sivea is 10 weeks old. And Michael is here. Michael, it's your uh, – he's been weeks. looking forward to it. I can tell by the look on his face. <coughs> this is the been, highlight of my week. Me too. Me too.
5: <laughs> um, all right. So Sivea is 10 weeks old. How's Sissany? She is great. You know, she's – we're we're really close to Halloween so crunch time, uh, putting it all together. Rhinestones, hot glue. I mean, well, you should see. Didn't I the see production. some posts? I saw some oh. Halloween posts already. I yep, exact. So she there's this sphere sculpture that we have in our house. It's it's like a it's a wooden circle. Yeah. But she's using it to build the head contraption for Aza's oh. Rosita costume. So it's like a full on costume studio in this house. Oh. It's it's incredible wow. what she finds. So.
1: Um, all right, so how about I mean gossip about Savia? What's she doing? What's she into? What's happening?
5: So you know, same same. You know, it's ten weeks, so playing a little more. She's she's kicking on her little pad and and uh, laying down on the back and hitting the keyboard. So that's kind of cute. But I mean, she's had three. Well, I mean, what a Halloween! Mm-hmm. Three costumes so far. I think three. Yeah, and we have one more to go. Now is so, this? the parents having a good time i mean they clearly it doesn't have any <laughs> yeah yeah like dresses so, like do- playing doll baby so i mean you know this about sienna she is really into halloween and uh, she got me even more into halloween and and then we're just so we can't we don't really pick one thing and if we've got some great ideas we just do it so 2 to 3 to 4 costumes a year uh so we've got uh, our family costume coming up uh which will be um uh, little mermaid. So, you know, we can give, oh, nice. give that away. Yeah. Breaking news. Um, breaking news, yeah. And uh and then we'll we'll, we'll go to a Halloween party uh Sissy and I and we'll do Adam's family stuff. So just us without the kids. But oh, yeah, I mean, so a many a little costumes.
1: night out on the town for the parental units in costume.
5: <laughs> got, got got to get out. Got to but do now, something.
1: Do. Now, uh how are the twins? Are they are are they the kids now getting along? Everybody
5: on the same page? Uh, yeah, you, you've got your moments, right? Um, so like this last weekend, uh, it seemed like they were like best friends. They were singing together. I've got to post this. I haven't posted it yet, but I'm, I'm going to eventually, but they're just, they're singing this song, this kid's song, and they each have a line. So they're singing to each other and I'm just like, oh my God, no it's so cute. And then right back to fighting and get away from me. Don't touch me. But, but it's, it's, it's those yeah. little
1: moments of cuteness that get you through all the other stuff, right?
5: Absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, when people talk about how tough twins are, but then you see those moments, you're like, okay, I think, I think we're doing a good job. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. (laughs) I I mean, and and the hesitation in the background is from because it's just really hard. It's really hard. Um, I'm not, I haven't slept. (laughs) I haven't slept. It's so hard. And I'll I'll tell you this. because. We get to these moments where it's like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, both of us, and we're just tired. And you need this, right? You need this partnership where it's like, Okay, tag team. I, I, you you go out, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna try and help put her down because you get so frustrated on this edge and you don't have the energy to put her down. And it's like if it wasn't for that, then yeah, I think it'd be really hard. But Sissy and I work really hard at being a, a good team, even when we're both depleted, and I think that's important. So well,
1: you I mean you guys have a, a great Communicative relationship. We know she can communicate. I know how she communicates. <laughs> I think
5: you do, too. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, well, hands full with Michael. Our love to everybody. Michael, thanks for coming on, and uh, tell All us right. we can't wait to see you soon, okay?
5: we Will do. Take care. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye.
1: So interesting is hesitation. Are you having a good time?
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. I think that's just fatigue talking. That's for what sure. that is. Uh, all right, Dana is on the line here. Dana, we love a good surprise. How you doing?
6: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. So, you here's what we know you you got Jingle Ball tickets, right? Yes. And you're taking your daughter.
6: Yes, my 12 year old daughter, who the, knows about the she knows about the concert. Uh
1: huh. But.
6: But. She doesn't know BTS is going to be there and she's like the biggest BTS fan.
1: Well, how does she not know that? I feel like I've been saying that every day so many times. Right. does she stop listening every, to us?
6: Every day when we get cuz she has to get her bus stop at 6:15, so when okay. we get in the car, I turn the radio station until she gets oh, out the car.
1: You and I need to have a talk. Yeah, yeah. Dana. yeah. So I we, we can't go and have we to surprise her. We go and we add BTS, and that gets you to turn the station away?
6: Yeah, for my daughter. Because when you guys say you had a big announcement oh. that Monday, I was like, so what if BTS is going to be there? She's like, Mom, BTS is having their own concert. They're not going to be there.
1: Uh, well, she's not wrong. They do have know their own I know,
6: and I know that, and the prices are very expensive. And I, I felt well, bad because I couldn't buy them.
1: You're a good mom, though, for getting her to Jingle Ball.
6: Yeah. yeah, I'm glad.
1: All right, so here's what we'll do. I, I do forgive you for turning the station, in case you're wondering. Okay. You do. Now
6: so, I can leave it I mean,
1: on. Yeah, I'm glad we have this moment to work through it. Yeah. Okay. It's important that we do. But I feel better now. Okay. Do you feel better? I feel better about us. I do mean, feel I feel
2: kind of better, but like not. I don't feel great about it still. But but Dana, I, mean, I feel only better like about like us. For
6: 20 minutes, that it's not on.
1: This is all sort of happening on okay. the fly, so bear with me. I think we've got. Okay. Here we go, Mackenzie. Right? Hello? Yes. Hi, is Mackenzie there? Yeah. Hi, Mackenzie. It's Ryan Seacrest on 102.7 KISS FM. I'm here with your mom, Dana. Hi, Hi, baby. Hi. Sorry to bother you, Mackenzie, but I heard you're coming to our Jingle Ball.
6: Yeah.
1: Are you excited? Yeah. You're 12 years old? Yeah. I'm excited. There's going to be a lot of people there. Who do you want to see the most? Who are you excited to see at Jingle Ball?
6: Doja Cat. Oh, yeah. Doja
1: Cat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And Ed Sheeran's going to be there. A little Nas. And Dua Lipa. I like Dua Lipa a lot.
2: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: And Mackenzie. Yes? I'm calling to tell you some other good news.
0: What?
1: If you get there with your mom right at the beginning of Jingle Ball... I'm gonna bring out BTS to do "Butter and Dynamite." Really? Mackenzie,
6: really?
1: yeah, really. Yeah, you want to you want to see BTS? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna introduce BTS, and they will sing "Butter and Dynamite," and then they'll leave. Okay. So you've okay. got to be there early. Don't miss it. Okay. What do you say to your mom?
6: Thank you. You're welcome, baby. You <laughs> have to say something else. To who else do you thank?
0: <laughs>
1: she doesn't know. It's too much happening for her right now, Dana. There's a lot going on.
6: <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys so much.
1: You're very welcome. We can't wait to see you. I'll see you at Jingle Ball, okay, Mackenzie? Okay. All right, Dana, you guys take care. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. I love it so much. It's really. it has got to be fun surprising your kids like that. Mhm. Yeah. And BTS, they're placing them nuts. I'm just reflecting. You're I gonna surprise something.
2: your kids all the time.
1: Stay one day at a time. Here's easy on me. On air. On air with Ryan
0: Seacrest.
1: All right. So looking at the hour here. Those Jingle Ball tickets are in a few minutes. Half past 835-ish. We'll give those away. Presented by Capital One. Sunshine today. Highs in the upper 70s, 80s. And Squid Games. I'm so happy Halloween is back. Otherwise, what would people do having had Squid Games as the most popular show and no Halloween? It would have been an injustice. An
2: injustice.
1: Imagine if this were last year or the year we had really no Halloween. Last year. Because Squid Game is such the, it's almost too now cliche to do it because it's going to be the go-to for everybody that everybody's going to do it, that it's already jumped the shark before it's even debuted.
2: I totally agree with you. I had the exact same thought because when I was watching it, I thought I want to be one of the, but not in the jumpsuit, not like a very simple one, but kind of maybe one of the masked people. But then I realized it's like the number one costume and everybody's going to do it. It's not cool anymore.
1: It's the same thought I had. It would have been cool if people were just starting to talk about it and it was, boom, Halloween. But now you know everybody, not everybody, when I say everybody, I mean you know people who actually think they're too cool are going to do it and think they're too cool. Right. You know what I mean by that? Like I, I think you yes. if I came in the pink suit and the mask with a circle around my face, you would call me a tool. <laughs> you are you would say you're too tool. You're not saying No, cool, I wouldn't just a say tool.
2: tool, but I, I wouldn't think you're original.
1: <sighs> so I mean, look, the easiest costume in the world is just putting on, you know, 01 in a sweatsuit and rolling out with your vans. The van so W- WSJ, Wall Street Journal, reporting the Van sales are just <laughs> through the roof. Global, um, you know, it's the most watched. Squid Game is now the most watched Netflix original series ever. Um, and Vans has seen a major spike in sales this month. I don't have Vans, but I do have those white slip-on shoes. They're made by Allbirds. Allbirds, yeah, yeah. Allbirds, and they're slip-on. And once you start I don't know if you have these vans from Squid Game or or Vans anyway, and I've had them all my life. Once you really rely on a slip-on shoe, it is way too much time and labor to just bend over and tie your lace and to untie your lace. And a boot is out of the question.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe the pandemic made us a little bit lazy in that in that regard because I could not agree with you.
1: If I can't slip in and slip out, then I don't want to wear it. I don't want to put it on. Yeah. So you could go, if you're going to go in the squid game ecosystem, you can go with the tracksuit. You can go as that freaky doll robot that tells you about the game. Yeah. You can go as the people in the pink suits or what's the, who's the person that's I've not gotten all the way through. It's so don't blow it. But who's the person that's running the game?
2: Oh, don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you that'd be the biggest spoiler alert.
1: But- oh, so I'll find out.
2: Yes, but to be that person, you could wear like a bunny. I think it's like a bunny mask. It's a bedazzled bunny mask in a suit.
1: Oh, that's not who I'm talking about. You just gave something away. Who's that? I don't know who that, that is.
2: Oh, I'm
7: that's talking like about at the, the end.
1: I'm talking about the one that's in the matte sort of the the matte charcoal.
7: Oh, black you gave mask. him too much information, Tanya. Oh, Tanya, you I'm just
1: I'm ruined s- it. What are you talking about? A rabbit?
7: Okay, I didn't I'm not ruin that it. Far. You'll find. You'll find out. You'll find out. didn't blow anything. This is why sometimes
1: I want to come to the show and not speak.
7: It's going to break your heart when you find out who is the person behind the black mask. Well, that's... Now
1: you have me thinking... About a rabbit. No. You have (laughs) me thinking who's in the suit now. I'm over the rabbit. (laughs) The
7: rabbit is the suit. the suit. Yeah. It's going to break your heart when you find
1: out. No. The rabbit is not the suit. The suit... I don't know who the suit is, but what I'm talking about is the... Person in the charcoal gray black hoodie with the matte mask that's yes. watching everybody on camera. Yes.
2: And that answers the
7: phone. With it. With
2: it. And, and
1: that's a really sexy
7: costume, by the way. Is it? I think so.
1: But what if you're a letdown underneath it?
7: But I think right. going in, the magic of going in, not not knowing who's behind that mask, I think it's really sexy as Halloween.
1: But then when, so never take it off because then when they get to the me, they'll be like, oh, let down. Don't take it off Our- at all. For nothing. Oh. No. So are we dressing up on Friday? What do I need to know? We are.
2: Okay. We're all going to
1: be
7: something together. I got my costume, and I think there's a problem with my costume.
1: Well, hold on. Wait for a second. We're not going to be something together because I know what mine is, and I don't know what yours is.
2: We are. Yeah, we know what you are going to be, and so we're going to be the same.
1: Are you you literally syncing to my phone? (laughs) Patty, what's wrong with your costume?
7: What well, I can't say what's wrong with it because then I'll give it away. But you will see. Well, apparently the on.
1: theme today is give it all away, <laughs> blow the spoilers.
7: But right. you know, it's too late to make any changes, so it's gonna just—it is what it is.
1: Interesting, Tanya. This was an easy one for me to give a think on. Our trending report, and Tanya says, and she'll give us the story why this came up. But she said, "Are you a cold turkey breaker-upper, or a you dip by dip we dipper, dip back in breaker-upper?"
2: You dip, I dip, we dip. dip. You put your hand up on my hips and I dip, you dip. Wow, what a great throwback.
1: I dip. You know that. I dip for years.
2: So do you want to know who you're like?
1: Well, wait a minute. Let me think about it. Okay, I've given it some thought. I don't know.
2: Kristen Cavallari.
1: That's interesting. Mm
2: -hmm. So let me tell you. She is a dip in, dip out kind of gal herself so she admitted that she and jay cutler went on a couple dates after filing for divorce so they were huh. married for seven years they have three kids together and she said that after they filed for divorce they went on a couple dates just to make sure and she realized that she made the right decision that it was fully the right decision and continued on but i respect the fact that they filed for divorce and she wanted to make sure she was 100 making the right decision so she went on a couple of dates, but I think it just depends on the type of person that you are, you know, because I think it can give uh, you false hope.
1: Well, it's interesting because do you, after you go through and I don't know what really happened. I think you told me once in a training report, what was reported between them, but who knows? Anyway, you file for it. and You want to go back and just double, 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 triple down check that you're on the right page. And of course, sounds like she was on the right page. But you know
2: what's interesting that she uh, also said is that she comes from uh, divorced parents and she didn't want her kids growing up thinking Mm. that the relationship that she and Jay had was a good relationship. And she said she saw her mom remarry and have a thriving relationship and she wanted her kids to see her in a happy, healthy one.
1: And she's in one now? Now she's in a happy, healthy one? She's single.
2: She's currently single.
1: You know, uh, the it's, you said she went back out on a date or dates. Right. See, I think when when I've referred to dip, or others have referred to you dip, I dip, we dip. It's like, <laughs> you know, hey, you know what? Comfort,
2: comfort. Right, like the Sunday blues.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's what I was trying to articulate. Comfort, and you know, you've been there before, right? And you both are in the same place, and just I think you call it a no strings dip.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Wasn't that a movie with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis? It was... No Strings Dipping.
2: Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman.
1: Yeah, No Strings Dipping?
2: Yeah, it was Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake that did that other movie. No Strings Attached.
1: Yeah, that's right. Who was in that one? uh, Justin Timberlake and... Mila. Mila Kunis. No, that's Friends with with Benefits. Okay, No Strings Attached. Attached. Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman were in No Strings Attached.
2: Yes. But the movies are basically the same thing,
7: so you're on the right track. wasn't Justin Bieber
1: and Mila Kunison one?
2: Timberlake.
1: Justin Timberlake. Yes, Patty?
7: Friends with Benefits, I think you're talking about.
1: Yes, we just determined that. Starring whom? Uh, Justin and Mila.
2: Yes. (laughs) And then No Strings
1: Attached is (laughs) Natalie
2: Portman and Ashton
1: Kutcher. And who sang the dip song?
2: (laughs) Don't know.
7: Uh, Justin Timberlake. Bob.
1: No, when <laughs> no. I dip, you dip, We dip.
2: We dip. I, know, I put my hand up on your hip when I, when dip, I dip. You, dip, you dip, we dip.
7: We dip. I put my hand up on your hip when I dip. You dip. We dip. You put your hand up on my hip when
1: you dip. I dip. We dip. And that is by Freak Nasty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Allison, how are you? Hi. Doing well. Good. So, what can we do for you?
8: Well, I guess I'm excited. I'm having a little baby. My husband and I are expecting Congrats. a new uh, thank you, a girl, in a couple of months, and I've been so excited. You know, we're coming up on the time, and my husband and I are honing in on a couple of names. You know, getting the shortlist together, and naturally, I really wanted to name the baby after my mom. She's such a role model in my life. You know, and we're so close, and I thought she would be thrilled about this my husband was on board but when we saw her recently she told me she was like very disturbed by it and did not feel comfortable at all and does not want me to name the baby after her so now i'm a little confused and just not sure what to do
1: why is why is she disturbed by it
8: yeah Yeah, I asked that too. And she just thinks it's, you know, maybe a mixture of like bad juju. And she also said she just finds it very weird, which I was, I was like kind of hurt by.
1: Uh, You know, it's just you try and do a good thing and it backfires on you, right? Like that to me is kind of a beautiful thing. So let me ask you this if she doesn't want you to do it, are you fine with that? And you just move on to another name?
8: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking of maybe making it a middle cuz I love the name and I love what it, I love what it represents. So, I'm okay not making it a first name, but I might have to find a middle ground.
1: This is like one of those things that you never think in life is going to happen. What in the entirety of life is going on, right? Like yeah, come on. Yeah, that is
2: very strange. I've never heard anybody not wanting I a mean, child to
1: and I almost wonder are there other issues we don't know about that exist because this sounds to me like some sort of a root issue.
8: Ooh, yeah, I don't know. That's a re- that's a really good point. Maybe it's deeper than just the name.
1: Uh, to me, it would be. But just move if you're fine with it, move on. And it's like stop, we stop doing good deeds, right? It's like here you go trying to do something good, and then no, it's the well, tree. Maybe, that...
2: maybe your mom had a hard life, or I don't know. Maybe there's something that your mom that you don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's a happened. root issue
1: here. There's a yeah. root issue here. Well, give it some thought, mm-hmm. Allison. And congratulations on the baby.
6: Thank you so much.
1: Okay, bye. You know when you're in life, whatever it is, you're so excited to tell somebody something, and they don't react. <laughs> you're like the worst. What? Yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah. On, air. on air. with Ryan Seacrest. I let me bring up Vanessa Lachey. Welcome home Vanessa. You're on Kiss FM Los Angeles. How are you? <laughs> good
0: morning. I'm good. How are you?
1: It's a homecoming of sorts. Uh you know, yeah, Nick, your husband is floating around the East Coast and here you are. Are you in Hawaii now?
0: I'm in Hawaii now, yes. And he just literally left you. You've got a liche sandwich today. You're going to be sick of it. Uh,
1: well, you know, I said to him, how's it going? Because you, what I want to hear more about the decision to take this amazing role and then bring everybody to Hawaii in a second. But he, I said to him, how's it going? You know, because to everybody here, it seems like a dream. And he said it's great, except he's trying to figure out sometimes what to do in the middle of the day. And he said, he, yeah. is, I said, well, what about surfing or what about uh, learning a language? He said he's working on his golf.
0: Well, the number one thing is, why don't you go surfing? And he's like, I'm 47 and I've never surfed. He he did once. I think he did a a Kelly Slater uh, charity thing. But um, he's like, "I, I just to learn it now at 47 doesn't really excite him. And so then, yeah, everyone says, well, then go golf. And While that's a a sport he can play solo, he's also like, who am I going to go with and have a beer with? And so (laughs) I think you you literally hit it on the head. It sounds so sexy and dreamy and amazing. And if you ask anybody on the street, 10 people, would you move to Hawaii for work? I I believe 10 out of 10 would say yes. Mm
6: -hmm. And then you
0: Mm -hmm. get here and I do have work and I have my crew and my cast. And, you know, when I come home, I'm studying. I have the kids. I'm excited to see them because I haven't seen them all day. Meanwhile, Nick's like, hey. (laughs) <laughs> do something. I've been here all day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with these kids and nothing else to do. And while he's the best daddy in the world, yeah, he's like, let's go do something. And I'm like, I can't. I got to work so tomorrow tired. at 4 a.m. And
1: Vanessa Lachey with us now, who's uh, on location in Hawaii. During, uh, it's on Mondays, 10 p.m. on CBS, but NCIS Hawaii. So t- I think people who are listening can relate to a great opportunity comes up. You've got the family. But that job requires a relocation for a period of time. Was it difficult? You know, I think too back to like athletes. Like they have
0: to move all the time. But then I realized they have the the team. And I think that's the hardest part. Not only being older trying to make friends, <laughs> but like <laughs> being Nick Cliche trying to make friends. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. he's a super social guy, but we just don't know we don't know what people's expectations are and motives. And I don't mean the people on the island. Everybody here is so warm, so kind, so welcoming. It's hard, um, for, for him because he's literally isolated. It's, it's, it's only us. Mm. Um, but yeah, nobody had a crystal ball. Nobody could say what's going to happen. And he doesn't regret it. He's like, I, if you, if we went back in time, I still would say yes. Cause this opportunity is great for you and for our family and for our marriage but he's also just being realistic. You know, he loves it. We wake up every day. I'm looking at the ocean right now. It's unreal. And they've been so warm and welcoming here of our family and Hana, but it is, it, I think at times for him isolating. So then I said, why don't you get back into acting and we'll write you in the show.
1: Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. And did he say cool? He, Does he like it?
0: He Yeah. That's why he saw you today. He wants to, he loves singing and he loves, you know, being a yeah. personality and hosting. He, He, which is really sweet. He doesn't like pretending to be someone he's not. And he actually said, I don't know how to be anybody else but myself. I think, which is is why asking for him is like, it gives him
1: anxiety. That's charming. I, I mean, you know, and I'm just looking at some of the success of NCIS Hawaii. It is a massive hit. I mean, this franchise is big. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're the first female lead at an NCIS show. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's a, what is it? 2021. And, uh, wow. I'm the first female NCIS franchise lead, which is such an honor and so awesome. And
1: I get to live to see the day. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's great, but I can't believe it hadn't happened already in a way, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of changes are happening in in the world and in our industry. And, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to be literally along for
1: the ride. All right. Before you go, um, Tanya was telling me about your book. Is it targeted for unmarried, unkitted up, right, or is it targeted for kitted up and married?
0: Uh, it's targeted for it's targeted for those who crave tradition, familiarity, um, nostalgia you know, exciting family and friends, entertaining. So, oh, so yeah, it's probably, like it's it, it basically, in a nutshell, um, you know, I I haven't really been forthcoming about my childhood, not because I, anything to hide, but it's just never really come up in conversations or interviews.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: And my mom left when I was really young. Um, she literally just left me, and it's in the book, at the beginning, in the introduction. And instead of saying the glass is half empty, which I did for a very long time, I finally just kind of booked up and said, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to find my Prince Charming. We're going to have a family and I'm going to give them heirlooms and traditions and things to look forward to and recipes that they can make and jewelry that they can keep. And so, yeah, it's literally, I created this life from scratch with Nick as I guess he would be my sous chef. And then, uh, (laughs) it is the, the tagline is that family traditions that start with you and and none of our messy pasts, or just our past for that matter have to define our future and where we're going and what we want in life so if you want to cuddle up with a book mm-hmm. with my book ryan and a mm-hmm. glass of wine and I a little it. padded pencil, yes. then yes it could be targeted okay. to unmarried single men
1: perfect so look for a cameo from a member of 98 Degrees on NCIS Hawaii soon. Uh, Vanessa Lachey with us. He's going to play himself, Nick. You know, they're, they're on tour. They're in Hawaii. I'm just trying to get him in it a uniform. It all goes down. I love it. Um, and pre-order Vanessa's <laughs> book, uh, it's called Life from Scratch, and it is out November yeah. 30. Vanessa, thank you for coming on, and we'll I hope to see you back soon. Okay.
0: I, I, I hope so as well. Take care.
1: Bye-bye. On air.
0: On air with Ryan Seacrest.
1: It is Wednesday the 27th, and we are rolling through it. Sunshine in 70s and 80s here in Southern California. Now, if you have never been to L.A., what do you think? How do you generalize and stereotype people who live in L.A.? You hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. And for people who have never been, it's impossible to stereotype someone that is from or living in L.A. There's just not one place that's the same. It's such a mosaic of different... Cultures and foods and shops and neighborhoods. But you don't know know. that if you've never been here. You don't realize that.
2: It also really irks me when people say, you're so alive.
1: Right. Well, let me just tell you. That's what the Times wrote about. They said the tourist's perceptions of people in Los Angeles are this. People here, we, wake up at 6 a.m. We all have our half-calf soy milk chai latte. I can safely say I've never had that in my life. Then from 7 to 8, they say we either go to yoga or Pilates. No. No. Then we work from 9 to noon, then have a lunch, a power lunch. I don't think I've had lunch in 20 years. Yeah. Like, I eat it, but I've never had it, right? There's a difference. How I'm going to have a lunch or eat a lunch out of a container. All right? So that's not so true. And then people are having rosé and watching the sunset on, on a rooftop. Okay. You know what that is? That's the schedule of a business traveler that doesn't live here that comes to L.A. That's what they do. That's like someone yeah. who's on a sales call from another city. That's their day. We don't do that. No. Do you have any relatives that think you're so L.A., Tanya? Or any friends? Because your relatives are from nearby, but any friends?
2: Yes. I have people that think I'm so L.A. because well, when, what I do you order, do? when I order at restaurants, it's like, hold the cheese, no dairy, please, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: I have developed a feeling of guilt when I do order things like that. I can't say it's L.A. It's just high maintenance. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like That's a universal high maintenance quality. Yeah. But if you, if you go back to why you're doing it, you're trying to do it for health and diet and digestion and all that stuff. But again, that sounds pretentious.
2: Yeah. And I actually had a girlfriend. So this is one of my, she was a, soror- she's a sorority sister of mine. So we went to college together and she now lives it. uh, she lives in Texas now, but she always told me I needed to move out of LA to date. She was like, you can't date guys in LA. Like you, you need to move.
1: Such, I'm so tired of that too.
2: I know. I know. I was like, no, that's baloney.
1: There's no such thing as one typical guy in LA. I mean, look at LA. Have you landed at LAX? Have you seen all of those rooftops back to back to back to back to back? All the rooftops, not yeah. one area is the same as the other. I know. I mean, Patty, where you live, that's not stereotypical of what some people what some people say. That's what this article was about. Pomona, Woodland Hills, Claremont, Pacoima. Mark, I don't want to give away where you and your family live, but tell us. We live in Newbury Park. Newbury Park. People having half calf choco-lato soys there? Probably some. Oh, and am well, so- sorry not. to those people because I've never ordered that. I actually, you know what I order my coffee? Black. Yeah. And you know what sometimes the person behind the counter says? Just black.
2: Okay, like, Okay. Yeah. let's not go that far. I remember very specifically there were some days when we were in the studio at E when I would have to go and make your matcha with the special hukama honey stirred in. With that was the, a phase, with,
1: yo. That was a phase. <laughs> yeah. That was a phase. I was probably dating no, someone that yeah. got me into that.
7: We'd have to drive to Starbucks every morning to get a coffee with no with uh no sugar. Double, no
1: double stevia. Yeah.
7: yeah. Oh yeah. Double. Oh yeah. That, that was
1: way back and right. that was so long ago. and No one had to do anything. And <laughs> yeah, by the way, I think you can street. tell my warm beverage orders by who I was dating at the time. It's very easy.
7: Really? Let's write oh, it yeah. down. Let's oh, figure yeah. right. out yeah, who the coffee stage.
1: Yeah, the coffee stage. Go back. If you look at the different coffees I would have, I think that would reflect stages of my life. Right now, red-eye phase stage. I like black coffee with a shot of espresso. They call it a red eye, I just realized. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Thank you for listening this morning tomorrow. Ryan's Roses, 740. It is well, it's he went out to dinner with a buddy, or so he said. And then more to the story. That's tomorrow on Kiss. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.